Hello and welcome to episode 58 of the Corinne Nidja podcast. I'm your host, Corinne Nidja. This was formerly When Life Is Lemons Go Vegan. And this week I was so excited to share Jeff Tritton's story. This is another weight loss story. Jeff is doing such great work over in the States and I'm just looking forward for him just to tell you his story himself. Every week it feels like it's another weight loss story at the moment, but I'm just very excited to have these people on the show to talk about this because a lot of people, especially people over the ages of 40, I guess they start to think that this is just their lot, their life. They've been overweight or obese for a long time now. This is just who they are. And it doesn't have to be that way. You know, we have Jeff this week telling us it doesn't have to be that way. You know, he's in his, he was in his late, in his mid forties. Doesn't have to be this way. You know, he changed. He did it. When, when it's, when we're told that our, you know, our metabolism is slowing down after 30 and it's harder to lose a weight, this and that. Karen Hauserman last week, she she was in her mid forties. Now she's feeling amazing. Tim Kaufman, he is in his early forties. He lost, you know, this is this is this is hundreds of pounds, not just ten pounds. These people lost hundreds combined. They lost over like like five hundred pounds. Esther Loveridge, Michael Fields, the week before he lost, you know, over. 40 pounds. Esther lost over 200 pounds. And um, she was in her 70s when she lost that weight. You know, Chef AJ lost a whole heap of weight. I've lost over 25, 30 pounds, well, 30 kilograms. But these people, I was in my early 30s when I lost my weight, but these people lost it in their 40s, 50s, 60s, and 70s. It's never too late. It's just never too late. So that's why I'm, I continue to share the, these um, weight loss stories because they're weight loss stories as well as all the other ailments and, you know, high cholesterol, you know, edema, f- fatty liver, you know, all these different prediabetes, perimenopausal symptoms, all these things that come along with the consumption of high fat, high sugar, high salt, and animal animal proteins and saturated fats that come along with eating those foods in inverted commas. So, yeah, I love sharing these stories so much. So I hope that you do too. And I hope that you love listening to Jeff today because his story, it wasn't just a diet overhaul. Jeff had a whole life overhaul. His whole career was based around barbecued meats. So he has had a huge turnaround. So I hope that you enjoy listening to him today. And I hope that it inspires you or someone that you know to start making some changes to your own diet and feeling a whole heap better as a result. Thanks again. Bye. Hello, Jeff, and welcome to the show. Hi, how are you, Corinne? I'm good. I'm good. So I've already given you a little introduction uh, at the start, but obviously your story is really fascinating to me and to many people who I think will be listening because of the way that you've had to basically change not just your diet, but your whole way of life. And I think that that's, is true. that's a huge a huge thing for many people to comprehend. So I really can't wait for you to just launch in and start sharing your story with us. Sure. So, um, you know, I think where I'll start is as an adult, I always struggled with my weight. Um, Not a lot, 
but you know, 20 to 40 pounds overweight. And my whole thinking was the whole low carb, high fat, um, protein power, you know, let's, let's just cut the carbs and, and you'll cut out 20 pounds and be fine. So that was, that was my thinking for, for many years. I mean, that, that dietary idea stems back from the seventies with the Adkins diet. And, um, when I, so 2011, I took over a small diner in my town and we did basically breakfast, lunch, and then we decided to incorporate barbecue because it was, you know, something that was a trend going on at the time. And, uh, so we did smoked meats and it ended up being incredibly popular. And as a result, we turned it into a full scale barbecue restaurant. So during the week, we didn't do breakfast. We turned it into lunch and dinner. That was on barbecue, pulled pork, you know, brisket, smoked salmon, smoked chicken, smoked shrimp, you name it. We smoked it. Not enough vegetables, but you know, um, and then we had a weekend breakfast, and um, I'm, I was one of those guys that um, I've cooked literally over 100,000 100, eggs at least in my lifetime. Uh, so I haven't met an egg that I didn't like. Uh, so I'll, I'll say as a preface that that was one of the things that was really difficult for me to give up, but um, you know, I ended up getting there. So we did we did a weekend breakfast and we ended up incorporated the the barbecue into it. So we had a brisket omelet and we had a pulled pork breakfast and we did the typical sausage, bacon, eggs, um, hash browns, you know, typical Western diet. Um, and it was a very popular restaurant. So over the course of um, the six years that I owned that, I gained about 20 to 25 pounds a year. So I went from an unhealthy 210 pounds to almost 350 pounds. I was 348 pounds at my highest weight. <clears throat> and in 2015, I started to have very severe edema. So swelling of the extremities, my ankles were swollen, my feet were swollen, my hands and arms were swollen. Um, I went to many different doctors. Um, I checked into a couple of urgent cares. They would give me, like my hip would go out and they'd give me some steroid shots and they would give me an anti-inflammatory and a muscle relaxer and uh, a painkiller. And, you know, so I just go in and get my drugs basically. And they'd say, here you go. No other answers for me. Um, you know, that just take these medications, call me in the morning. So that went on. Um, I, I checked into another urgent care because my hip was really bothering me and the, um, physician decided to do an EKG and she saw something she didn't like and sent me to the university of Michigan. I'm here in the States, right? University of Michigan Hospital, which is a well-renowned hospital, uh, well-renowned medical school. Um, and I went through several doctors there. They did another EKG, a bunch of blood work. The interesting thing is they not they did a deep a deep vein scan on my legs to make sure that you know there was no like um, artery blockage. Um, 
they looked at all of the symptoms to see to to make sure that I wasn't having a stroke or heart attack or that type of thing and gave me no answers. And I had one doctor talk to me, oh, you know, you might want to consider a bypass gastric surgery, right? The bariatric sleeve. But other than that, um, you know, that there, there were no answers. So another year went on a couple, a couple more doctor's visits and, uh, urgent care visits, which is like a small emergency room here in the States. And over a dozen doctors, not a single one of them discussed my nutrition, not one. They said, here's some more pills. Um, you know, I ended up having very serious gastrointestinal issues, and this was October of 2016. So now I'm a year and a half in to, you know, having, having these, you know, this real severe edema and not knowing what in the heck was going on and my joints were going out and that type of thing. Um, so I, uh, I checked into a local hospital, a very large organization as well. They, uh, you know, they have all the best of the best doctors and medical equipment and that type of thing. The, the level of care I think is, was excellent there. Not one of them asked me about my nutrition and they, um, couldn't address any of the problems. So one of, one of the things that you had said, Corinne, is that what was your darkest moment, right? So here I am in the hospital, and I've got all of these nurses surrounding me and, and whatnot, and they're not giving me any answers. So decided I'd get some sleep, and I woke up about 3 o'clock in the morning and they had they had filled me full of all sorts of different drugs, um, dyes for CT scans and and different and different things and um, relaxers and that type of thing. And I'm still having these horrible stomach pains, which I believe was a direct result of one of the medications that they gave me. Um, and I woke up at three o'clock in the morning and I thought, you know what, I'm going to freaking die here. I, there's no, there, none of my family was around at that point. They were there earlier, but you know, here, here I am in the middle of the night. Nobody can give me any answers and I'm going to fricking die in this damn hospital. And that was scary. That was really a, a changer for me. And I, and I hate to, to, to say it to other people, but sometimes a serious health event is what makes us change. And I wish that that wasn't the case. I wish that people would get there before that. But the fact of the matter is sometimes it takes that moment where you go, something's got to give. So um, I rang the nurse. She came in. She goes, um, you don't look so good. You're pale. You're sweating. Are you nervous? I said, yeah, I, I don't feel right. I don't know what's going on. So she's like, I'm going to give you something to sleep. And I remember thinking, do I need any more drugs? You know, and as she shot Dilatin in my arm, which is a total knock you out drug. Um, I remember passing out and thinking, I'm going to fucking die here. I forgive my French, but that was my thought. I'm going to die. And, and there's no family around, and this is it right now. I remember waking up in the morning so groggy and, and not being able to see straight. 
and you know having to use the bathroom and couldn't barely get out of bed and having to call the nurse and going all right so what are we going to do and she says well, you know, we haven't found anything definitive, so here's some more prescriptions, and the doctor's going to release you. And I said, what? You haven't addressed, I, I, my leg is so swollen right now that I can barely walk. And I have incredible gastrointestinal pain, and I don't know what it is, and you haven't given me any answers. I said, I want to see the doctor right now. And I insisted that they, they made me see the doctor or made the doctor see me, I guess. And he came in and I said, man, you haven't even seen me. And your nurses have this long list of prescriptions. And he looks at me and he goes, well, you just need to stop living like a 30-year-old man and live like a 40-some-year-old, 45-year-old man. What does that mean? Right, exactly. That, And that's the... That is the question that every your response to that is perfect because that's what everyone has said. What in the hell does that mean? I didn't know. Neither do you. Neither does anyone else, right? So that was his response to me with eight more prescriptions prescribed by him. And and part of me wants to go back to him and give him the middle finger and say, "Hey, buddy, I fixed it without you." So, so I got released from the hospital with no results and a bunch more prescriptions. And I called my mom and my mom, um, has been mostly vegetarian besides a little fish and eggs and a little cheese, um, which she's since cut out. But, um, I said, this is the situation. This is what they're telling me. They're not giving me any answers here and I don't know what to do. And she got mad and she said, Jeff, do not fill those prescriptions. Wow. Do the research. <laughs> said, Food is medicine. Do the damn, do the damn research. God, what a that good mom her, you've got. Her response to me. I know. Yeah, she's great. She's great. 70 years old, by the oh, way. Wow. And as healthy can be. She's more active than most people you know. So, um, so I did, you know, I, I couldn't, I couldn't work at the time. My business partner was, was holding the, uh, holding the, the Ford up, so to speak at the shop at the barbecue restaurant. And I, uh, I did the research. And so I went on an anti-inflammatory diet. Basically I stopped eating beef, chicken and pork. I cut my dairy consumption down to next to nothing, but I was still eating some fish and eggs. Um, doing that alone, beef, chicken, pork, limited dairy, in three and a half weeks, that that two years of edema was gone. Wow. Completely gone. In, you ready for this? In a hundred days, I lost 80 pounds. Wow. I had severe sleep apnea, high blood pressure, um, high cholesterol, pre-diabetes. That all went away in three months' time. Three weeks was the edema gone, I mean, which I had struggled with, and that's what I was hospitalized for, right? And the severe stomach pain. That was all gone. I had uh, real bad acid reflux. That was gone, too, 
in three weeks. Wow. And I was like, okay, there's something to this. So, uh, so that was October of 2016 that I was hospitalized. Within a few days, I stopped eating the meat. And uh, February of 2017, I watched Forks Over Knives, and I said, uh, I'm done with dairy. Interesting thing about that, so I quit eating dairy. I had a lifelong struggle with anxiety, like severe anxiety. Like I would, every day I had this horrible, intense feeling inside me that was like a panic, and I just had to keep moving and, and go. And in three weeks after stopping eating dairy, that was gone completely. So here I am again going, okay, there's something to this. And I didn't have any um, people in the in the vegan or the whole food plant-based world that were guiding. I was just doing research and going, boy, this is pretty freaking amazing. I, I just lost 80 pounds. All of these health problems just disappeared. My anxiety went away. Uh, there's got to be something to this. So <laughs> I, uh, I kept doing a little bit of research and what I found is that, you know, my, my whole thing about eating fish and eggs was that I felt that I needed the protein and come to find out that there are nine essential amino acids that our bodies need. And it's all available via plants. So I didn't need to be concerned about protein at all, not even a little bit. And and so I stopped eating the, the eggs and the fish. I dropped that in um, April of, of 2017. So here we are in um, October of 2018, over a year and a half later. And I haven't touched um, any animal products in that time. And... Here's what's happened. Yay! So this, um, I have lost 168 pounds. Wow. I know that I'll, I will never, ever be fat again. I won't. I, I know exactly what to eat. Um, I know that if I eat whole plant foods, that... that Weight will never be an issue. I don't eat any any products with oil in it. Well, limited. You know, once in a while you go out to eat and have a French fry or two, but um, I I don't uh, I don't. I, it's whole plant foods. I I eat very little refined carbs. And um, the really amazing thing is, there was a time in my life I was about thirty three. I'm forty seven now, almost forty eight that I was in very good shape. Um, I was, uh, I was dating a dance instructor at the time and, and she wanted, she always wanted to go do dance, uh, classes and that type of thing. So I was in very good shape at the time. Um, and I was of the low carb, high fat mentality, just, just eat protein and you'll be all good. Um, uh, but, you know, again, I would always yo-yo up and down. And the interesting thing is I know that I will never be fat again. I won't. I know what to eat. Um, and and being in good shape then at 33, now at almost 50, here's what I find in the gym that I think is absolutely fascinating. I work out harder than I've ever worked out in my entire life. I can lift more weight I'm stronger than I've ever been. I don't 
have the recovery time. I don't get the lactic acid buildup in my muscles when I lift weights. Um, I, uh, I can, I can work out for three hours and I could go right back and do it again, but there's only so much time in a day. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, then, and, and the next day I'm not sore and I'll go on a 20 mile bike ride and do, you know, serious hills on my mountain bike. And, and I'm like, there's like no recovery time. And so I watch, you know, some of these, these vegan bodybuilders like Tori Wilson and Namai Delgado and some of these other just fascinating people. And it's the same thing, you know, you just, you're, I, I'm building so much muscle at almost 50 years old. I'm stronger than I was as a teenager in my twenties and my thirties when I was in good shape. And, and so the whole thing just blows my mind. And this has been, the whole, the whole thing has really been sort of an experiment for me, right? It, it was a start of, all right, let's kill the inflammation. And okay, well, um, let's get rid of the cholesterol and let's get rid of the this and that. And and so all of my many years of, of thinking that I had to have a high-protein diet is all out the window. And I'm building more muscle than I ever thought possible. And it just blows me away. It's so awesome. And it's it's amazing as well because, like, like I said at the start, because of the business that you were in, like how hard was it for you to consolidate, is that the right word? The two, you know, this new information that you've received with, with your whole livelihood. I don't know how how you dealt with that. It was. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that, that's, yeah, that, that was definitely hard. Um, so the first thing that, that I saw happen was, you know, the, the inflammation go and I tried to talk to my partner about that and just say, you know, we got to make some changes. And I was looking at food trends at the time because I was still involved with the barbecue business. I still did all the books. I, you know, even though I couldn't be in the shop every day, um, I was I was working on the taxes and the events, and we had two tra- two um, food concession trailers that we did pulled pork sandwiches and um, you know chicken smoked chicken burritos and different things like that out of and and I realized that oh the the world's pretty much going plant based and that's the biggest trend of 2018 coming up. So I tried to convince my partner. Uh, or 2017, I guess, was at the time that 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 was going to be a big trend, and uh, they they just was not having it. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't laugh, but I mean, like their barbecue business. <laughs> well, you know, and and there's a funny story on top of that that I'll tell you in a second. But you know, I I ended up saying, you know what, I I can't do this uh, with you. I have got to change my life. I don't know what the answer is. Let's divide the assets and go our separate ways. And my partner said, "Screw you! Oh. Uh, I'm I'm gonna I need to take all of the assets and pay off debt, and I don't know how much I'm gonna get." And you know what I said? Fine. Mm. It, it was a very very difficult decision to walk away from my life and my livelihood, but my health was more important. And being out of that situation was more important. Did it, and and I literally signed everything over to my partner and said and walked away clean. Now, my partner agreed to take over the debt, so 
I walked away square zero, nothing, nada. And it was a clean break. And here's the funny part is uh, four and a half months later, Karma decided to show her ugly head and the restaurant burned down. Oh, no. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> so it was is he what insured? It is. Yes. Yeah. Thank yeah. Goodness. The insurance was all there. So, you know, not, not, not a big deal in that regard. But yeah, it's just kind of one of those funny, ironic things, it right? Is, it is. It is. Oh, gosh. Wow. So that, that's been a huge change. So in, that not very long either. It's been a two year, almost a two year, two year turnaround for you of a whole career health complete overhaul. Yeah, you're talking about two. It was two years ago, almost to the day that I was in the hospital, and um, here we are, uh, 168 pounds later. Um, but you know, it's been a, a really super amazing journey, and I and I have no complaints. So, uh, you know, one one of the hard things for me was having a business in the downtown sector of my small town. I, I loved it. I loved being involved with the community and that type of thing. It was really hard to to be away from that. And I felt very disconnected, um, very, very disconnected. So I found another avenue, which which has been a lot of fun for me, um, to be back involved with the community. I started a um, plant-based nutrition support group in my local community, and then I do a uh, plant-based cooking demonstrations at our local farmer's market. So it's, it's, it's just, you know, a way for me to connect. And then I do um, seminars and, and cooking demonstrations and that type of thing at our local senior center as well. So, you know, it's just been uh, really an enjoyable change. And um, albeit hard, it was difficult to, to walk away from that. Um, the impact I think that I've had on the local community has been tremendous because they, there are a lot of people that don't even recognize me today from where I was two years ago. You know, I was the 350 pound uh, barbecue restaurant guy going to this, um, you know, fit, happy, healthy vegan. So a very big difference. I um we had Dan and Sean the Ind- from in um Indian Rock Vegans. I don't know if you've yes. heard of yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm familiar. Yeah, and Sean was saying when she lost a lot of weight, people in the street wouldn't recognize her. Even oh. even old friends wouldn't recognize her. So it's a it must be I don't know. I don't know if it's positive or negative, but I mean, I think that it's such a shock for people to think that you I don't think that our society is prepared for people to change so dramatically as well? Right. Yeah, I think you're right. You know, I I had customers that I had for years that I would talk to every time they came into my restaurant. And, you know, I had one just um, maybe two weeks ago that I saw in the local grocery. And I said, well, hey there, Chad. And he looks at me and go. I know you don't recognize me. I said, uh, Jeff, smoke barbecue. I used to be about twice my size. And he looked at me and he said, oh, my gosh, my wife and I miss your restaurant so much. 
<laughs> and he went on and, and I said, well, you know, I, I made some changes and obviously it's worked out all right for me. And, uh, you know, he had pizza and white bread in his, in his grocery basket. But, you know, we, we talked for a few minutes, but, um, it, it's had a tremendous impact because it's a fairly small community. We're about, um, 10,000 people here right in the, right in the, in the, um, city proper, but in the County, I don't know, 50,000 or something. No, I'm sorry. That's not right. Um, 150,000 or more. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's, there's some impact I've done, um, interviews for the local radio and the local, uh, uh newspapers and that type of thing. But I, you know, I guess the, the thing for me is that, uh, it's not, so this has been a huge life changing thing for me, obviously. Yes, obviously. And the thing that's really cool for me is to be able to pay it forward. And it's been amazing to work locally in Southeast Michigan. Now I'm part of the plant-based nutrition support group, pbnsg.org. We have now, I don't know if you know the layout of the states, but you know, we have 52 states here. So each state has its own, you know, its own laws and bylaws and that type of thing. In the Southeast portion of the state of Michigan, we have, almost 6,000 members that are part of our plant-based nutrition support group. That is so amazing. Congratulations. So now that wasn't my doing that. That was Paul Chatlin, which you probably ought to interview. He's a neat guy. Um, He and I are like brothers and I've gotten to know him very well. Um, But I think the coolest thing for me about being part of that organization is really the sense of community and the sense of um, being around other like-minded people. And I encourage anybody that decides to um, go plant-based or vegan, uh, whether it's for their health, the animals, or the environment, to get involved with other uh, like-minded people in your local community. Start a group if you have to. Um, but being around other people that, that think similarly and that um, the future generations and the environment are important to you and sentient beings are important to you and health globally is important to you, start a group, get involved with some other people, get the support that you need. And you know, I think we as vegans run the risk of um, isolating other people by just clicking with our vegan clan but you you still got to have that sense of community but don't drive the other people away get your get your get your group around you that you can be supportive and then make the right choices and be a good positive influence on the rest of the world you know because um sorry i'm rambling here but that's okay (laughs) one of the one of the things that i find that happens when you go plant-based and you see the massive difference in your health and you see the massive difference in your impact on the environment and then you realize that you know what you've been you've been to your whole life you need dairy for calcium you need animal flesh for protein and you start realizing that that's really not true 
and that we have perpetuated this crazy system where we slaughter 70 billion animals every single year and we still have almost a billion humans starving on the planet while we feed those 70 billion animals. That's crazy. That's absolute craziness. And I think that one of the things that happens when you when you when you realize this is there's a there's certainly a whole lot of um, dismay and anger that happens, and and you want to just fight it, and you're angry, and you want to post the animal rights activist videos, and you want to do, you know, everything in in your power, but you know you you got to take care of you first, and from there you've got to uh, be able to make the most positive impact on your local environment and. Um, people like to put their blinders on and stay in cognitive dissonance and stay away from those horrible negative thoughts that, oh my God, I've been part of this horrible, you know, slaughtering of baby chicks in a grinder. I and, know. Right? <laughs> it's horrible. You start thinking about that and all the veal calves and the crates and, you know, now the Dominion movie came out in your country and it's like, oh my God. God, it's so overwhelming. And as as a, somebody that moved into getting away from eating animal products, to all of a sudden you're overwhelmed with all this stuff. It's it's easy to be angry. It, it really is. is. Yeah. It's easy to be upset about it. And at the same time, you can drive people away in a hurry. So I guess I encourage people to stay involved in their in their local community and not push people away to get educated and get around the people that are going to be supportive and then figure out once you're over that hurdle of all of the hurt and the anger and all of the other things to, to really make a difference in your own community. Yes. Wow. I was going to ask you your three biggest tips, but I think that you're already giving them to us. They're really great tips. Being in the community and supporting the community is such and getting community around you. Yes. It really does make or break your efforts once you get some support. Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, so if I think about tips, um, I think the first and foremost thing is the worry about protein. And we talked about that. Don't be concerned about it. You know, gorillas, rhinoceroses, elephants, oxen, the strongest mammals on the earth eat only plants and they're plenty big and strong and you don't need to worry about not getting enough protein by eating plants. You know, so so that's that's one thing that I found to be true. Um, the other thing that I found is being compliant on a plant-based diet in a world that eats animal products. The real ticket is to find your 25 recipes that are your go-tos and because we just eat the same things over and over again whether it's pizza hot dogs and hamburgers or whether it's quinoa stir fry and smoothies so find those recipes and do them over and over again and have those be your go-to keep the right things in your pantry so you don't slip up and it makes life a lot easier to to stay compliant but um the the other thing that that i see vegans do is um you can you can substitute meat products with fake meat products and you can substitute cheese with fake cheese products but they're really not any more healthy and as a vegan and as a 
as a whole, for me, whole food plant-based, um, I think it's really important for people to be an example. And if people look at you and they just go, you're not any better off than I am. Why should I change? I don't see that making a difference. So, you know, for me personally, I've really pushed the envelope at almost 50 years old to be an incredibly strong, healthy um, vegan that, that exemplifies what it means to eat plants. Like the Torrey Wilsons and the Nemai Delgados of the world, um, I, I think it's important that we be an example because if people look at you, uh, I, I actually know a 25-year vegan that just had to have three stents in their in their arteries of their heart. Oh my gosh! So, just because you go vegan doesn't mean that you're healthy. Absolutely but not. But if we want to make a difference i think that we really need to be an example and i want to see that more you know i really want to see that more and i see it a lot don't don't get me wrong i'm not really dissing there's so many great um plant-based doctors and organizations in in both uh australia and the u.s um gosh uh, there's so many that I can think of, and I've I've had the fortunate opportunity to meet so many of them. And you're so lucky over there to have all of my I know plant based right? idols. Yep, yep. I I had um, I had lunch with Dr. Colin Campbell on last Sunday. Oh my gosh! And I've had dinner with Dr. Michael Clapper. Oh my and, goodness. Um, I know Dr. Joel Furman and Dr. Joel Kahn personally. Yeah, I'm really fortunate. They're, you know, they're integral parts of the plant-based nutrition support group here in Southeast Michigan. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's great. And you know, do you know Tim Kaufman from Fat Man Rants? Yes, I interviewed him. Yeah. Oh, did you really? Two, well, t- a few days ago, but I interviewed. He's he's in um, he's in this Sunday's podcast, Monday's podcast coming out. That's great. Tim, Tim's a good friend of mine. Um, Josh Lajani is another one. They're just so great. They're so genuine and yes. just care so much about He's people. He's wonderful. And, mm. You know, and, and that's the thing that I find in this community is that people really care and they, and they will do everything possible. I mean, you got to realize that, that um, like people like Josh and Tim don't make a bunch of money out there talking about their stories and preaching plants they, they're not i'm not either no me neither <laughs> i wish i was but uh no that you know paul chatlin another one he i don't know if you know paul but he's the one who um who founded the plant-based nutrition support group paul doesn't make a dime off of the organization it's a it's a legitimate 501c3 and he's the director um, he has his own companies in, that he's successful at, but he uh, he just keeps pushing it forward because he got a second chance. He had a um, real serious heart disease, and um, his his cardiologist uh, interned under Doctor Caldwell Esselstyn. And here Paul is on the gurney, about to go and get his heart cracked open, his oh chest cracked gosh. open. And the doctor said, hold on one second, and got on the phone, and he says, hey, Essie, Dr. Esselstyn, yeah, yeah. right? 
I got this guy here. I think that he can make it without open heart. You want to talk to him? Puts him on the phone with Paul. And they discussed his condition and, and whatnot. Um, Dr. Esselstyn had uh, gotten his results in that just a few minutes of time. And he said, yeah, I think you can do this without. And Paul said, I will do anything to not have to have open heart surgery. And as he laid on that gurney and realized that he just had a major prayer answered, uh, he said, I'm going to do anything to push this forward. And that's how PBNSG got started. He, uh, he said, I'm going to, I'm going to bring this message of, of a plant-based diet to other people because it saved my life. And thanks Dr. Esselstyn. Oh, I love Dr. Esselstyn so much. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. I do too. And there's so many of them out there, you know, um, you know, I don't know if he followed his son, Rip Esselstyn, yes, and, his, yeah. and his wife and her cookbook. And, and, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, the, these are just such amazing people, and they're so selfless. You know, I, I, uh, I had so I had lunch with Dr. Campbell on Sunday. Um, we put on a pretty big uh, gala, so to speak, at the University of Michigan, and the. Uh, Michigan Dining put on a spread of plant-based, oil-free food that was so good. And then he lectured at, at a big auditorium here. But, you know, it just, he's 84 years old. He's not getting thousands of dollars to go and speak. He's not. You know, sure, we pay for his, his travel expenses. And, and there's a small honorarium, but it is nothing, nothing. And here he is at 84 years old, and he had a he had a little injury playing racquetball a little over a year ago, and he's still struggling with it. Walks with a cane a little bit, but you know here he is out there telling people, you know what, eat plants. Yes, and the thing is, like my my grandpa wasn't playing racquetball at 83. <laughs> no, no, right? Yeah, and that's what we're talking about. 83, he's playing racquetball. You yeah. Know? Yeah, yeah, he's so amazing. He's so amazing. So we did the luncheon, and then we marched across campus. I should send you the video on that, but there, there. Yes, w- please do. There were about two hundred of us that went across, and then um, another couple hundred on top of that that uh, that had the that that we did the lecture with him as well. And his son Nelson came, and they just they just you know they're so passionate and they want to help this world so much it really was a great opportunity it was so much fun to to spend time with them ah oh, that's that would have been a wonderful day i would have been i, I always say this every episode when people talk about cuz everyone i interview i interview a lot of people from the states and they're always talking about meeting you know, Dr. Campbell or Dr. Esselstyn or Dr. Barnard or Dr. McDougall. And I, I, I've, I've met Dr. Clapper and, and Dr. Kim Williams, and that was pretty awesome for me. But, you know, I always say I would, I would like faint. <laughs> be so, they're, they're my – it used to be Eddie Vedder when I was a teenager, but now, oh, <laughs> but uh, now yeah, my, yeah. My, my idols have changed. <laughs> uh, well, I'll tell you what, um, one of my favorites is Dr. Garth Davis. I think a whole lot of him. Um, we have we have some really cool upper up and comers. Uh, Renee Thompson. I've met her too. She's incredible. Uh, is she? Yeah, she's from Australia. That's right. I know. Isn't she amazing? 
She is. She yep, really is. Yep, I love her. And then there's another one. I can't think of her first name. Last name is Bellardo. She just got a thousand doctors to go plant based for a week. Whoa. Did you hear about that? No. Yeah. I did yeah, not Bellardo. hear about that. Yeah. So um yeah, Renee Thompson would, you know, if you need if you need to contact her on that, I can probably find the information for you but yeah she's another one if her if her and, and thompson get together they're going to be a powerhouse so and then you have another organization doctors um, for nutrition Aust- what's that our doctors for nutrition is that the one that you're talking about doctors? no no there's there's one in australia no i'll think of it in a minute i mean you, you guys have some great activists oh tony boucher ah Tony, are you listening? He, he, yes, Tony. He has food is medicine. The That's Facebook it. That's page. What it is. Yes, him and his wife Elizabeth. They're amazing. Yes, you're lucky to have him. He is a mover and a shaker, and I see <laughs> it. He is. He is. You know. He absolutely is. Yeah. So I I love seeing that. You know, and we have our few in the states too. But yeah. You guys have that there, and you have some great activists as well. So yes, we do. We definitely do. Ah, uh, thank you so much for coming and sharing your story today. I really enjoyed Thanks. listening to it, and I think a lot of people, like you know, your your world changed so drastically, and a lot of people yeah. would be so terrified, especially when your business and your finances are on the line. You know, like people who are farmers and they're farming beef and animals and chickens, and they think saying, you know, I can't lose my whole livelihood you know so you you, yeah. you 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 just go to show that life doesn't have to end just because you change careers and change and change your diet in fact your life's gotten better yeah it has and a little less than a year ago the um veganuary organization yes. are you familiar with them yeah yeah so they they picked up my story and and I had I had sent them a note, and so they quoted me on it, and I said, "If a fat barbecue guy can go vegan, anyone can go vegan." And so they ran. With my social media blew up all over the place. It was, it, you know, it was all of a sudden, and I didn't know they were going to come out with it like that. <laughs> but all of a sudden, I'm getting like all of these followers on my Instagram and my website at arespectfullife.com, and. Uh, my my Twitter and everything else, and I was just like, "Oh, this is crazy! What the heck?" And then uh, somebody said, "Hey, the uh, January just featured your story," and I'm like, "Oh, geez." So, and then that happened on Forks Over Knives a little bit later, and that type of thing. And it, it was it's been you know it's been a little crazy, and I don't really like the limelight. You know, if I'm if I'm honest about it, yeah. I, kind of like to keep to myself and yeah. whatever but I don't mind um inspiring other people and uh you know so I think it's important that it's out there and I love people so much and I want to see people healthy especially my family that doesn't listen to me right <laughs> yes I I hear you I hear you loud and clear when it comes to that <laughs> Oh, you know, it's funny because I have people hire me to coach them for many hundreds of dollars per month, and I can't get my own family to listen who are suffering from, you know, severe type 2 diabetes and chronic heart disease. And, you know, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is – that's that's heartbreaking, I think. 
as somebody who's seen the life change to watch your family suffer it's so and true. know that that you know it maybe it takes an event a health event where they go uh hey what are you doing that's really a hard thing i think really as a vegan is. watching your family suffer and knowing that it can change it, it, it's so hard. It's probably one of the hardest things, I think. I think so, yeah. I think you're right. So how can people find you, Jeff, who want to follow you on social media or want to work with you or whatever? How can they find you? Um, so my website is arespectfullife.com. I love that. And my moniker, I, I'm on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, you name it, is under Respectful Living. And uh, my my idea of respectful living is um, first you respect yourself and you take care of yourself and then you work hard at taking care of and respecting the biosphere and the planet and the animals and the family and the friends around you. Oh, that is really, really nice. I love that. What a beautiful, a respectful life dot com and respectful living on social media. Yes, ma'am. I love that. And so in your local area, do you have any events coming up people can come along to? Um, well, on let me look at my calendar real quick. On the 4th of November, which is a Sunday, there's a veg bash in um, southeast Michigan at the Packard Proving Grounds, which is kind of a historic site um, that the Packard Automobile Company um, originally originated at. So um, they, there's a big event there, and I'll be speaking about uh, Blue Zone communities and how to incorporate the concepts of centenarians who have lived the longest in the world into our own lives. Awesome! I wish I could fly over and attend that. That sounds like it would be an excellent event. Yeah, it should be fun. Um, you know, the, the the fun thing about that for me is to just say, hey, listen, guys, there's some things that we can do real easily here to to make our health a little bit better, and here they are. I can sum it down in about 10 points, so it's kind of fun. And it's sort of a rip-off from the Blue Zones concept, if, you've, if you're familiar with that. I am. I love it. I do, too, yeah. Areas of the world that uh, – that have verifiable birth data where people have lived the longest and they've studied their diet and they've studied their lifestyle over, um, over a decade, almost two decades now. And, um, you know, they were able to bring that into various communities and bring those, um, call it lifestyle management techniques into these different communities. And they've seen tremendous benefits, just amazing what they've done. So, and I'm involved in a couple of their projects as well, which is just so much fun for me um, to to watch these these communities just flourish. It was so much fun. Ah, oh, that is wonderful. Ah, oh, I, I look forward to keeping following you and following you now on social media and oh, and seeing what else happens for you. Well, we're we're working on a few really big projects right now. Um, I don't know how much detail I can go into. Uh, probably save that one for another time. But but there's there's some really exciting things going on. Yes. Well, you can come back on the show, Jeff. <laughs> sure. Sure. Yeah. There's there's some there's some really neat things going on. You know, um, uh, the plant based nutrition support group. Although we're we're centrally located in southeast Michigan and overflow into Ohio a bit. Um, we have a vision to, to work very hard at bringing together 
larger groups of individuals and a little bit more cohesive message. Um, not that not that we feel like we need to be in every community in the U.S. You know, as far as locally is concerned. I mean, we, we'll facilitate and do what we can, but we feel like there's a much bigger message available out there um, that we're going to try and push forward. So I'll keep you informed. Um, it's pretty exciting. You know, you know, Amanda, you know, Amanda Fisher. She's a, she's a sweetheart. She's, she's one of my favorite people. Yeah. So uh, I'll give a shout out to plantbasedbabes.com. Hello, plantbasedbabes.com. Hello, Amanda. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's great. She's great. And, you know, she and she's another one. She just helps out everybody that comes in her path. She's helped me personally. Um, push toward my fitness and health goals. Um, you know, she, if anyone wants to hire a good coach, that's the best of the best right there. She's so good. She's so good. And she, you're right. She just gives and gives and gives and gives. She does. Yeah. Yeah. And I love what, you know, I don't know if you paid attention to what her and Matt are doing with her door. I do pay attention and I think it's ad- oh gosh. It's adorable. I love Herbie. He's so cute and I love what they're doing there in the Gold Coast. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I it's fun to watch. If you're on the Gold because- Coast, definitely go get some Herbidor ordered to your door and eat some delicious whole plant yes, food. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they they are great, and they, uh, you know, they're they're such a cute couple, and they're so inspiring, and they just love everybody, right? That's right, absolutely, so, they yep. do. And yeah. she's going to have a little one, a little soon. baby Herbie. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. Anyway, yes, no, she's wonderful. Matt's wonderful, and I love the work that they're doing up in sunny Queensland, where it's a lot warmer than freezing Victoria. Oh, yeah. It's cool here, too. So I have a quick question for you. Yes. What is the organization in Australia that you think is moving the plant-based movement forward? Well, I would have to say in Australia, oh, it's tough. Can I say three? Yeah, absolutely. I would say... Your podcast is one. <laughs> I'm going to say three. <laughs> All right, so I'm very excited for... Um, now, I only know two of the collaboration, collaborators. So Helene, Dr. Helene Rooks and Lucy Stegley from Raw Events, they've started a not-for-profit organization. These are, these, hold on. These are these are new ones to me. i got to write this down. Wow. Wait, who? Wait, wait maybe give me one second. Yes, go, go get back. a pen. Who? Dr. Helene Rocks, so R-O-E-X, and her husband Alphonse. But um, Dr. Helene Rocks and Lucy Stegley have started a not-for-profit organization called Doctors for Nutrition. And they're running – they've got Dr. Neil Barnard coming next February um, for our our first conference and in plant-based nutrition and i'm just so excited for that so okay so what, what doctors for nutrition yes. is the name yeah, of the organization it's, it's their, their new organization and i'm very excited okay. for that so their first event is next february so i'm very look, much looking forward to that and i love the work of now i was, they've got a few names so that's why i always get confused so i'm very sorry that i have to do this to you but jenny and malcolm Mackay 
Dr. Malcolm Mackay and Jenny, they have a Facebook group. Now, that's that's Jenny's and Deb Plowman's. There's this called Whole Food Plant-Based Aussies, and it's got 10,000 members now, and it is so... It is so... So that's that's the place to be for all of your whole food plant based support and everything. It's so, a really great. So group. what what was the other person? Um, Jenny Mackay and who was the other person? Sorry, on it was that? sorry, it was Jenny Cameron and her partner, Dr. Malcolm Mackay. They have Plant Based Health Australia, um, the Facebook page, and they put all these resources, research excellent information all the latest studies up on their website and on their um on their facebook page and their website is wholefoodsplantbasedhealth.com.au and their facebook page is plant-based health australia and their work is so great but jenny Cameron and Deb Plowman they have a facebook That was the other one Deb Plowman yeah, yeah they have a facebook page called Whole Food Plant-Based Aussies. So those three, obviously Tony and Elizabeth's Food is Medicine, they're all, that's a Facebook page, and Tony and Elizabeth Boucher. And, yeah, they are, they're all really great places and to learn about whole food plant-based eating. And I can't wait for the first event from Doctors in Nutrition next February. Doctors for Nutrition, sorry. Yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so you know, here here in the U.S., um, Dr. Barnard's organization, the um, Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine, PCRM.org, yes, um, is very fantastic. Of course, we have the great Dr. Gregor with NutritionFacts.org, and any plant-based person who is not getting nutrition information from there and hasn't downloaded the Daily Dozen app is missing out. <laughs> Absolutely. I uh, have it drawn on my pantry just for the kids. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I actually um, got the magnet because I ordered I, – I went on their, pre, their pre-book order, their pre – um, how not to die cookbook, right? I um, I signed up for their you know promoting them prior and, and putting their calendar and whatever. So they sent me a magnet, and I have that on my refrigerator with the daily dozen, which I just love. It's handy to have. There's there's one up and comer in the U.S. that is I think is going to take us by storm. Who's this? Um, Doctor Doctor Scott Stoll um, has the Plantrition Project. What what they're doing with that with the Plantrition Project is is seriously amazing, and um, all and all of the the great players are involved with that. Um, all of the great plant based doctors. One of my favorites, by the way, is Juliana Haver. Are you familiar with her? No. Oh, Juliana Haver um, has the. She wrote. Um, you maybe have seen some of those Complete Idiots Guide to this and that and the other thing. Yeah. So she has the Complete Idiot's Guide to Plant-Based Nutrition. And um, I just absolutely adore Julia. She just, Juliana, sorry. She um, she has really done a lot for the plant-based world. And she's just such a vibrant person. You need to get her on your podcast. Oh, I'm going to. I'm going to. <laughs> I'm going to whether she likes it or not. <laughs> Yeah, she's she's great, and then um, I forget the name of the person that she works with. My 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 brain's on overload. It is um, 
you know, after nine o'clock here and I've had a long day. Uh, we have to, we but, have to hang out. We have to hang out. <laughs> yeah. Sooner or later. I think that, that that's, that's plenty. It's nine o'clock at night. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, it was so much fun. And you are, you're great. I wish you the very best. I hope you keep continue on with these because, you know, even if it's just that one little minute that inspires somebody to make a change, all your efforts worth it. I agree. I agree. I feel like whenever anyone writes to me, I just think and says that it's helped at all. I've had a light bulb moment or they've had anything. For me, I just think it's, you know, like you say, it becomes paying it forward becomes it feels like your duty. <laughs> I feel like it's my duty to make these podcasts and put them out there for people. Right. Right. And and you've done some of that too. You've done um you you've had some changes yourself. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I I have. I am 10 years symptom and relapse free from multiple sclerosis this August. Which is amazing. I hear that all the time. And you know, I'll say something real quick about um about autoimmune disease. I've done a lot of research there and it's a combination of and this is this is groundbreaking, earth-breaking information that that hardly the medical community knows about. It's a, com- a combination of having a very unhealthy gut microbiome, which is primarily because we've got the, the bad micros consuming too much fat and animal products. Yes. And so, and some people might call that leaky gut syndrome, which is not a medical diagnosis, but it is, you know, it is what it is. So you've got an unhealthy microbiome. You have a compromised immune system for whatever stressor comes in your life, whether it's, you know, pregnancy, childbirth, the death in the family, um, you get hit with the virus, whatever. So you've got a compromised immune system. And then you eat an animal product with a protein that is similar to what's in your body or a pathogen that your body's got to fight against. And it's called molecular mimicry. And that molecular mimicry then fights off these foreign proteins and these foreign bacterias. And then all of a sudden it goes, okay, so we have this hyperimmune exp- response to try and get rid of this. Oh, I see something else over here that is uh, about the same thing. So let's attack that. And that's how autoimmune disease happens. The albumin peptide, which is a blood protein in dairy products, um, it's it's from it's a bovine uh, cow protein that looks very similar to what's in our pancreas. So if you have a improper diet and you have a compromised compromised um, immune system, and all of a sudden you're ingesting this blood protein from dairy, your body's going to attack your pancreas, and that's how type one diabetes happens, and people don't realize that. And they've proven this absolutely definitively in Julian Barr syndrome with the Campylobacter virus and eggs and everything else. But autoimmune disease is a direct result of our body building um, building uh, um, a hyperimmune response to similar looking proteins and then ta- attacking our bodies in return. And I'll tell you what, that will not happen eating plants it won't oh thank you so much for sharing that i hadn't i I had i think i'd read something similar to that but i hadn't actually heard it said like that so thank you for sharing that and obviously if you're listening go away and look it up for yourself (laughs) it is yeah molecular mimicry autoimmune yeah look it up 
Yes. Oh, thank you so much, Jeff. I've got to go make some lunch here. It's 12, 12 past 12 p.m. and my husband's waiting in the car out the front with the kid, with my son. <laughs> Sorry, he wouldn't make any noise oh, inside. It was, no, it's good. It's, uh, it was great to speak with you. And, you know, anytime, you know, I, I'm watching these movements happening here, Australia, Germany, the Netherlands. And it's so cool to see. And we just got to keep doing our part, right? Each of us a little bit at a time. Yes. Thank you. And have a great night's sleep. And I look forward to seeing more um, from you on your social media page in the me- before I come to the States. And I'm sure one day we'll meet in person. Sounds good, Corinne. See you. Uh, good night. Bye. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you all for listening. I thoroughly enjoyed speaking to Jeff and meeting him and hearing about his journey and his whole life transformation. If you want to follow Jeff, please do so over at irrespectfullife.com and Respectful Living on social media. And if this episode comes out before the 4th of November 2018, you can, and you're in South Michigan, you can go over to Veg Bash and join Jeff over there and meet him in person and hear all about the Blue Zones and how to incorporate the Blue Zone diet recommend and lifestyle recommendations into your life so that you can live to 100. Otherwise, I'll see you all next week. Bye.